Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. So glad you could join me tonight. This is going to be a really exciting show. I'm very much looking forward to it. First of all, though, I do want to thank Ken Quiethawk for his intro. He's a Native storyteller, and if you've never experienced Native storytelling and and understanding how they pro, how they preserve their cosmology and their history and their magic, uh, you you really should owe it to yourself to uh, Google Native storytellers. You'll find Ken Quiethawk there and see just how the magic was preserved and shared through generations. I have with me tonight uh, Brad Olson, and he is an amazing author that I've had on a number of times, and I'm, I'm so excited to have him back again tonight. Um, he's written an amazing book that is the third in a series of books on the esoteric, and it's called Beyond Esoteric, Escaping Prison Planet, and uh, it, it is my favorite of the three, but all of them are fabulous, and, and I highly recommend them. If you want to be educated, shocked, and entertained all at the same time, this is a series of books you should really read. Let me tell you a little bit about the book we're going to be talking about. Nothing in this world works the way you think it does. There's always more to the story. Beware that there is a war for your mind and your soul. Corporations have taken over government in a new form of fascism that now incorporates high technology and artificial intelligence. The survival of the human race may very well depend on breaking the embargo of truth and collectively developing the uber mind. But truth always resonates beyond exoteric takes off the kid gloves and exposes the control grid extending its tentacles across the planet. The word occult means nothing more than to study the realm of the hidden, so much of real knowledge and wisdom is disguised because the people who run the planet feel that true information of how the world works and how to manifest reality is something you don't need to know. Everything we think we know about the world and the universe in which we live Whatever we have been led to believe concerning the course of human history could very well be completely wrong, distorted, 
and misinformed. The 19th century teachers of the occult could never have imagined the ultimate journey of the 21st century we now face, one that extends far beyond the esoteric. Mark is, uh, Mark, Brad is an amazing author. He has a passion for writing that goes far beyond his publishing business or the book content he produces. His books have reached a wide audience across the country and have won numerous awards, and his work has been reviewed in top publications, and he continues to lecture nationwide on various subjects. He's appeared on dozens of television and nationally syndicated radio shows over the course of the last two decades, and if this book is any indication of, of what he does and how he does it, he's going to be a very busy man for quite a while. You can find him at bradolson.com. That's B-R-A-D-O-L-S-E-N dot com. The website is phenomenal. The information is profound. And you will not regret a moment of time you spend reading his stuff because you're going to want to buy books for everybody else, give them to all your friends, and sit and have great discussion groups because of it. He absolutely not only has investigated the material, but he's proofed it, and he gives you his proof. And that is a Big change from every other book on conspiracy that you've ever read. So, welcome to the show, Brad. I'm glad you could make it. Hey, Barbara. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on again. And such a warm blurb introduction of Beyond Esoteric Escaping Prison Planet, the third oh and gosh. final in the esoteric series. Yeah. It is. You've, you've hit on just about every possible subject. And what I love is that, that that you've done it in a fashion so that that each section is short but profound, so that you can read a section, sit back and go, oh my God, call all your friends and say you won't believe this. And you know that's that's what I've been doing for the last week. And you know I think some people are not going to answer the phone for me for a while, but um, it was it was. <laughs> It was such an amazing journey. I think I may have lost a couple of friends here and there, but that's okay because they couldn't have been good friends if they were offended by the stuff that I was sharing with them. But um, your material is just so profound. And, and I think, you know, most people today are aware that something is very, very wrong. But I don't right. think they understand how very wrong it is. And, and, um, you know, I have stopped. I, I stopped listening to the news months ago. It was like you've got to be kidding me. If if all of this stuff is is if, if there's this much graft and stuff going on, why are why are some people not pun, punished at all, and other people, you know, are imprisoned for life or killed? So, um, you know, you kind of sit back and you say, wait a minute, something is horribly wrong here, and your book puts it all in perspective to the point where um, you want to go on a crusade, but you know it has to be a different kind of crusade. It can't be the kind where um, you go slaughter people. It has to be the kind where you calmly try to help people understand what's going on. And that's what your book does, and it's beautifully, beautifully done. Well, those are very kind words, Barbara. I really enjoy it when a host has the opportunity to read my book beforehand a lot of times, you know, can only skim it. But uh, as we said yesterday in our prep for this interview, you read the whole thing. And 
kudos to you. <laughs> and it helps a lot when we'll have this conversation. It really is like three books in one. All three of the books in the esoteric series have three very dominant sections uh, spaced about the same in all. And three and three, nine, uh, sacred numbers, sacred geometry. Well, that was in modern esoteric. Future esoteric goes into more of the UFO, ET phenomenon, which, by the way, last night on 60 Minutes, they're finally acknowledging it. So many of us who have been in this field for many years and decades are being vindicated by the mainstream. It is starting to crack the dam of disclosure. And just to give your listeners an idea how I break up the contents in Beyond Esoteric, the three sections are neo-fascism, the embargo on truth, or embargo, and the ubermind. This is the way we are going to advance in this 21st century collectively as humanity. And each one really could have been its own book. I did want to provide as much information, make it as accessible as possible, with a very attractive low price, so people will have the opportunity to understand the world that we find ourselves living in today. And it can be dangerous. And it can be even life-threatening. And so for those with ears to hear and eyes to read, you're doing a good thing by red-pilling them uh, with this information. And if they can't handle the truth uh, and (laughs) something that we're going through in in this uh, wild ride in this decade is going to be very transformational for the entire human race. It really is. I think it's all coming down to it even. So it's either we are going to make this ascension or we're in big, big trouble. Well, you know, I, uh, in, in 1966, I saw a UFO. It landed on my campus. And I can't tell you the, the amount of abuse I got, you know, saying, yeah, I really saw one. And, and you know, it's, it's just that people, I, I, at that time, I saw it. People standing next to me didn't see it. It, it did swoop right over the dorm. It was hard to miss. And other people just got hysterical and, you know, went home. Um, wow. So this this material, I mean, the UFO stuff is, is just a small part of all of this. And I, I want to sort of give everybody some background here because a lot of the, this material that you're putting out there has been been the, the, the process has been going on for thousands of years. But as far as the United States go, it goes back to, you know, about the end of World War II when the, National, when the Federal Reserve was, was set up. Correct. And, and so let's take it from there and let people know what, what the Federal Reserve actually is and who was in charge of it. Take it right from the beginning. This is the neo-fascism that starts out the book. It is a private cabal of international bankers that owns the printing press, that owns the issuance of money in a sovereign republic that had explicitly stated in the original constitution that only the treasury can do it. Yet this cabal of bankers has hijacked our financial system in this country in the hands of a private few, some of which we don't even know who they are. We have a pretty good idea. 
but they do keep a very secretive life. This is how the financial world is a very esoteric subject because to understand it is only a select few. I try to make things simplified so people can really understand it and then see their role in the whole thing here too, how we've all been sold out to a corporation ever since the Act of 1871. That's why our names are all in caps. From cradle to grave, you have a straw man, a, a second identity. This ties into the Federal Reserve, Barbara, because it is the same conglomeration of these private corporations that have done all this and have basically enslaved us into this uh, common law out of admiralty law and making us uh, chattel to the corporation. We are bought and traded on Dun & Bradstreet as listed as United States Corporation. Every birth certificate of every person all in caps, are considered commodities to uh -huh. the United States Corporation, to these invisible corporate masters. And part of what they've done to us is hijack our financial system and part of the mess we find ourselves in. So until we can change that and out this group and start a real financial system that represents the people, these people who have hijacked it, I can't even say for sure I can verify they're even human. This may even be some hybrid, like uh, there are some elongated, different-looking, human-like, but not quite human, ET-type hybrids working behind the scenes and controlling all this. A very, very select few. That's why it's so hard to narrow down to exactly who it is. But you have controlling interests in different places, too, such as the Vatican and the City of London bankers. And in, in those two cases, you also have uh, very wealthy families. I, I call them cutouts because really the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers, they are the colonels and the captains. I would say the real generals who call the big shots here are of a non-human origin. Uh, could be reptilians yeah. or hybrid thereof. I, I think the thing that, that, that the first thing that shocked me was the fact that we are no longer a republic. We are a corporation. And yep. um, I, I think that's, that's the first thing that, that really got to me. And it was like, wait a minute, how did that happen? And, and you know, when you go into the fact that we brought over so many of the the Nazis, uh, not only with with Project Paperclip, but with other programs, and and yep. you know, we we inserted them into these agencies, and to the point that all of the alphabet agencies, there is not an agency that is not infiltrated by people that have a Nazi background, and and it's it sort of. You know, I, I mean, it's it's like holy mackerel, um, and, and then then a lot of things begin begin to make sense. Um, one of the things that yeah, I, you didn't mention, but but uh, that I have always sworn was that, that Judge Scalia was murdered, and and I'm beginning to think that that was part of the whole thing. But I I don't think that he was murdered because of Donald Trump being able to put somebody in. I think he was murdered because of his belief systems, and. 
they 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 have absolutely no sense of of right or wrong they have no problem with killing people and and brutalizing people and torturing people and our government is full of these people with with a different kind of mentality than than you would want this is not the home of the brave and home of the free and the brave i mean home of the free and land of the brave or whatever it, it is not that anymore and i'm i'm just i'm horrified I and, think you got. I think it, land of the home, free and home, home of the brave. Home of the, home of the thieves <laughs> and home of the slaves. Yeah. Land of the thieves yeah. and home of the slaves. Well, it, just, it, 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 it kind it, of is, unfortunately so. It has been hijacked, let's put it that way, uh-huh. uh, by very okay. stealth players who are very, very good at this, who are mostly sociopaths and occasionally pedophiles and like to control the world with an iron fist to do it their way. But their game is up because we are the many and they are the few. And we are finally beginning to see who they are and their origins. You mentioned the project paperclip Nazis that came over here. That was this infection of fascist ideology that infected many different agencies and departments of government. So when we say, well, blame everything on government, it's, it's a bit um, ingenuous because it mm-hmm. goes uh, higher than that. The government has been hijacked by these elite interests who call the shot. And, That's why it's neo-fascism. This is a distinction I make early on in that section. Remember when we were in high school and college and we would learn our civics about governments and what fascists were, and we learned that Mussolini and Hitler were fascists. They were heads of government that had taken control of the corporations in their countries. And in fact, the Uh old encyclopedia and dictionary used to define it that way. And sometime around the mid-1950s, they all changed your definition. But now the real definition of neo-fascism is those heads of companies and the controllers of the money in the printing presses. They have everybody bought and paid for and honey-trap blackmailed to do their bidding. So either go along with this because they got you, they've got the pictures and videos and they could easily embarrass. Just, I think the numbers now, Barbara, are up to about 90% in our Congress and judges and top officials have been compromised. That's why clearing the swamp was so difficult and seemingly failed in its mission. But I, I don't think it's quite yeah. over yet. And there is this, still this group of white hats. They may have suffered some defeat, but they're still around. Importantly, though, it's people like us and your audience who can understand this neo-fascism that has infected the country. We're going to be the real warriors with our consciousness. And I've always said the revolution is consciousness. It's not going out there and fighting their armies tooth for tooth, nail for nail. We'll get slaughtered. As you said, with Seda, oh, we yeah. will. We do it as senseis, as masters, as people who understand the situation to the point where we can influence it just by knowing about it. And that's where I think well, the real digital warriors come in. Well, I think that the other thing that you brought up um, more towards the end of the book, which I thought was fabulous, that, that you said Armageddon is coming, but it's not a war of... of 
bullets and and knives it's it's a war of consciousness and and it's it, armageddon is the waking up of what has been done and changing the whole flow of energetic field that is around this planet and um i i i think that i am very much comfortable with an armageddon of of consciousness because that makes great sense and and that means that that all of us you know have a place in it everyone can do it it's a matter of working on themselves and getting themselves to a place where you question and you question and you question until you do dig and find the truth and what your book does and i love the fact that you give them all of your research material so that you can you know people can check it out themselves which is another great difference your book has from a lot of others you're you're not just saying there's a conspiracy you're saying here's the proof yeah, and and that that makes a big big difference. I I know that uh, you know our country is not the only one that has been invaded by these neo Nazis. So also, I mean it's it's almost every country out there have, has been infiltrated by this energy, and and it it's it's they're they're pushing towards the one world government, and in doing so, there are three major places that that most people don't know about and haven't figured out. And um, you want to talk about the three places and, and how the fact is that they are almost a country unto themselves, even though they're in another country? Well, sure. And this is in uh, the neo-fascism section and world control. And I believe you're talking about the empire of three cities, how there are yes. city-states within uh, larger cities, within states and providences, within counties, and then within countries, but they're completely independent of all of those. They're their own city-state. The best example is the Vatican, which is in, right in the middle of downtown Rome, but Rome police can't go there. They have their own courts, their own police, their own post office even. That's an easy example because they're uh, closer to being a sovereign nation than the city of London, which is a one-square-mile in downtown London, and they, too, have their own mayor and their own laws, and that's where all the big international banks are located within that one square mile under the jurisdiction of one of the Empire of Three Cities, which, of course, is tasked with the monetary policies and rules and control, whereas the Vatican is spiritual control. And Washington, D.C., a city-state in and of itself, is with the Pentagon, the military control. And the occult similarity of the three is they all have an obelisk within their their city limits, smack dab in the center. We have the Washington Monument in D.C. You have Cleopatra's Needle, which is an Egyptian obelisk that was taken out of there uh, and should really be repatriated back to Egypt. And you have another Egyptian obelisk in the middle of St. Peter's Square in the Vatican with a whole bunch of occult symbolism in the way all of these locations are laid out as well in the grid pattern, in the radiating pattern, even with an owl shape in Washington, D.C. And I do reproduce some maps in the uh, neo-fascism chapter so people can see it for themselves. And yes, I do provide a lot of resources and I always 
want to self-better myself. And if people find something that is incorrect, let me know. And I will put that into future editions, which I have done in Modern Esoteric and Future Esoteric, both in second editions and audiobooks now. But Beyond Esoteric has just come out, so it took me six years to put this all together with all the images, too, and captions that provide a lot of information. Because I understand a lot of people are very visual these days. Um, uh-huh. Those who have a good mind for reading can certainly dig deeper, and we recommend you read the whole text. But uh, I, I think the whole package includes, as you said, um, the bibliography references on the pages. And yeah. I even include an index in all the books, too, so they're easily uh, – you can look things up quickly. Yeah, it's, I mean, there were, there were, there were a couple of um, things that, that, that blew my mind. I'm going to hold on to them until a little later, but um, <laughs> I think – Well, come on. You, you had two you – th- well, no, I'll, talk, I'll, I'll mention it now. One of them is that you made um, a very substantial reference to the fact that uh, Barbara Bush's um, father – could easily have been um, 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 Crowley, Crowley. Alistair Crowley, yep. and 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 you your your argument for it was a very good argument. So, you know, I sat back and I thought, holy mackerel! And you have a picture of showing her and Crowley, and my goodness, they look alike. So, um, another something to sit back and say, huh? That that's that's. That that could be very interesting, um, and the other well, one of the other things too is you you bring up the Bilderberg group and Bo, uh, the Bohemian group, and and how Bohemian they have been and skull and bones, yeah, yeah, and skull and bones, yeah. I mean, all of those organizations. Um, I mean, skull and bones and the Bohemian group um, both both do mock. Um, Sacrifices. I, I don't know about um, Bilderberg Group, but possibly they do too. At least, at least they have the sexual stuff going on, so that these groups all have um, things going on within them that that, that w- are really um, repulsive to most of us. You know that that they they are are you know, doing things. That, that are so against society, and yet they get away with it, and and it's okay for them, and yet somebody else can go to jail for the rest of their life. So that, I mean, I, I've never understood how that worked. Now I do. Now I understand. They, you know, it's now it's it's very clear there is a difference. There are no rules for that group of people, and the only thing that makes me feel the slightest bit comfortable with it, and even you go into the Rothschilds. But even even when you get that far into all of this dark stuff, there are levels beyond them, and they think they may be the the the, high, the head of the hierarchy, and and they're not. So that at some point in time, they're going to find themselves in the very same position we're in now. Yeah, they Hopefully. will. Uh, it comes around. It goes around to everybody, and but. They're at a level where they're more into control and more into being in control. 
thing in tr- control than anything else. All the money you can buy, how many more Maseratis or yachts can you possibly own? I mean, what's going to bring you satisfaction anymore? So when you get to that level, they uh, they own their islands, their yachts, and they're doing all kinds of things. And you can have enough money bought and paid for. Uh, most scientists are 100% beholden to their sponsors kind of thing. So we've seen all the systematic destruction of all the great institutions in this country and have been compromised. And it's because there is this fourth Reich that has never gone away. And, Barbara, you know, in World War II, the fighting forces of Germany surrendered the Army, Navy, and the Air Force, never did. Luftwaffe. Yeah. But the Third Reich never surrendered. The political party never gave up. And they made off with all the loot, too. This is very important for people to understand. They went to places like America with new identities. If they were nazi light, and this is in a chapter called American Nazis, lay it all out for you, and plenty to do research if you want to go further with this. And another large contingent went to South America. That's why our CIA continued to support all of the fascist governments in deposing democratically elected governments in exchange for fascists who were the bought and paid for merchants of these Nazis and how they also got away with a lot of their technology, some of which went down to Antarctica and was instrumental in handing Admiral Byrd his arse in the Battle of High Jump. A few months into the <laughs> yeah. six-month expedition, they came high-tailing it back, and Admiral Byrd quipped to a Chilean journalist that we will be confronted with a new enemy that has the ability to fly pole-to-pole at incredible speeds. And this about 75 years ago. And as far as I know, Bob, yeah. we still don't have technology that can fly pole-to-pole at incredible speeds. Of course, we know they do in the secret space program, but that's why I said uh, the, yeah. the 60 minutes, <laughs> how they reported it yesterday. You know, some people that say that you saw a UFO, Barbara, are going to call <laughs> you crazy. It's like, and haven't we did. gone over they this did. about 35 years ago? <laughs> oh, it exactly. is, yeah. No, it, it's um, – and yet – you know, who was it? Was it Hess or who was it that said if you tell a lie often enough, it becomes the truth? And how they how they manage to infiltrate and then take over is is beyond belief. And, and uh, you, you know, the, not only were they Nazis, neo-Nazis, but, but y- you know that they had some sort of alien energy in them or with them because um, it just it was too smooth, it was too easy. They just they just flowed right in and took over. And um, the investigations that they I think what really upsets me the most is the fact that 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 there are cures for cancer that have been squashed because of big pharma. There are cures for all sorts of major diseases that have been squashed because of big pharma. Um, my dad was in the FBI before it became bad, um, and he was out in Long Island at, at, before the end of the war, and they had a brand-new car there, and they filled the tank with water and put a white pill in it, and it ran 
with no um with with no um it, it was just whatever the white pill changed the the water into and the and the car was able to to run with no emissions or anything like that and they were testing it and the government bought the um bought the copyright and that and the patent and it's never been hear, heard of since because of the the big uh companies and and all of their fossil fuels and everything so that so much has been um hidden and and destroyed and and you know and yet we are at the mercy of these corporations and and it it I don't know how you break them up I mean we broke Bell up because it was a um uh, be- because it was the only one, and they had to break it up because they had to make it little little bell things. So I, I don't Monopoly. know if they can break up big pharma or or what, but it, it just it, it's frightening to see the control they have over things. Somebody comes up with a good cancer cure, and the government takes it over, and then and then doesn't let the United States bring anybody in the United States to bring stuff in to help cure. And and they're continuing to poison people with cancer and stuff like that. And it doesn't make sense to me how the country as a whole can put up with this. And well, the country as a whole has not been told. And that's really yeah. the big problem here is it's been hidden from us for so long, as you said, that we don't even know what we're in. We don't even know the mess that's been created, the quicksand that we're up to our chin at this point to get out of, as you said. How do we even turn this ship around? It's uh, going head on into an iceberg field, Uh, but it's always been designed that way. See, they had to take down America with our institutional rights, with the freest people in the world who own guns and can defend themselves. This is not the case in other places around the world. And I have had the, uh, the honor and privilege to being able to travel quite a bit throughout my life. I've now been to all seven continents. And I can tell you there are a lot of oppressive governments out there that keep the population very much under their thumbs. But that's not the case here in America. So they've had to slowly dummy us down and, and through a number of different ways suppress the technology hoarded for themselves. A lot of the medical technology could keep us alive for, uh, I think, at least 200 years. Uh, in, in my other esoteric books, there is a chapter of modern esoteric called Living to 200. And mm-hmm. in future esoteric in the utopia section, there's free energy chapter about all these inventions that have been suppressed. Some that are still on display and working. There is a uh, commune in Switzerland that has a free energy uh, device that charges up the whole commune. And I think they even put some extra juice out into the grid. So there's so many different solutions to this that have just been withheld from humanity. And that's why this is such a crucial time, because if we still can have enough time to get this consciousness revolution going and demanding that this free energy comes out, which it could, through Natsara and Jasara, which, as mm-hmm. my understanding, is most countries of the world have already signed on to this. China and Russia are waiting to see what we do, and the rest will most likely go along. 
but we're in the throngs of shaking the yoke of this Kabul influence over the entire country. And once well, we yeah. do reclaim our sovereignty, and we, if we can go on to this Nasara Jasar, then many of the things you described that have been withheld from humanity can be released, and it could well, propel yeah. us into a golden age. Well, look what happened with uh, Nikola Tesla. I mean, I think he, you said he had something like 700 patents, 200 of which are still being used. So that, right. Um, it, it, and it some just, even... Uh, our top secret, like uh, direct yeah. energy weapons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was Tesla's yeah. death ray 100 years ago. And we've seen it being used on uh, high-tech fighter jets now are using lasers. They're directed energy weapons. And we've seen them in some of the fires that have been set in Northern California and elsewhere. Well, yeah. There is weather, that was, weather yeah. weapons and geoengineering that people need to know about, and that's a chapter in Beyond Esoteric 2, that this is part of the neo-fascist agenda, is that they're terraforming this planet without anybody knowing it. Yeah, and and the, um, you know, when you stop to think about it, the false flags that they're they're planting, the, the explosions that they are manipulating to get the population in an uprising feeling. I mean, they're trying to create riots here in this country. And I think they're personally, from what I've seen, I think that this is going to be a summer in which there are riots all over the place. And um, I, I think cities, especially a lot of them, are are, are already preparing for the fact that, that um, there are going to be Circumstances that ignite the population, so that I, I think they're trying to get us into a civil war, but I don't know why, except to take well, our attention because, away from what they're doing. And if we're divided and fighting each other, that, that, that's good for them. They want to depopulate the world, anyways. So if they can get Americans ah. divided and we just destroy ourselves, then they don't have to be so heavy handed, Dave. That's what I mean. America has to be destroyed by the globalists. They absolutely have to take us down to get all the rest to fall in line. So the real war is going hot in this country between our white hats and military who have taken an oath when they joined to defend this country and our constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And the domestic enemy is right here within. Uh, and, And this is the rot at the core of Washington, D.C., this this corruption and graft that has just gone so far to control the main people in uh, positions of authority that they're really not the ones calling the shots. They're so compromised and being blackmailed that they'll go along with it, and they have gone along with it. And this is the way Washington has worked for decades uh, since this fascist infection came over here, again, about 75 years ago. I was thinking I might write a book about the year 1947, because so many major events happened that way, turned the course of history. I guess I'm announcing it here for the first time. <laughs> I'm thinking about <laughs> we, it, but I would know. find a book like we, that would be very interesting. I would certainly read it if, if another author did it too. 
but a great <laughs> historical piece because it ties so much into UFOs as well with the Roswell crash and the oh, whole yeah. secrecy and the infection of uh, paperclip Nazis and, and the list goes on. Well, I think the other thing that that um, that most people probably have heard about, but they don't really buy it, is the fact that that there is definitely. I mean, in the in the 40s, there was definitely a eugenics program that was going on here, and as a matter of fact, Hitler took his eugenics pattern from the United States, yeah, so that I so that, that we, yeah. And, and, and so, so basically, there is depopulation going on. The the population is being culled, and and you know when you look at some of the vaccines that we have sent over to to um, Africa and stuff like that, it it's it's we've killed thousands, tens of thousands of people with vaccines that we have sent over there, and. The same thing is happening in this country. Those Georgia stones, um, I really would love to know who put those up. Um, R.C. Christian, who is, oh. uh, many think is Ted Turner. Really? Yeah, and CNN is uh, headquarters in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, I, I, I just know that... Yeah. Well, it just, to me, it's, when the vaccines came out, all I said to people was, well, if you want to have children, don't get the vaccine, because I'm pretty sure it's sterilizing people. Um, at my age, I don't really care one way or the other. You know, I, I was not planning on bringing any any more kids forward. So, um, But I, I, I have always had the strongest feeling that, that we were being culled, that the uh, only word I can think of that, that, that you know fits it and when you look at the the absolute stupidity of people so many were killed that didn't need to be killed that it doesn't make sense to me and and it's all over the world and the chemtrails are poisoning us the you know it's in our food it's in our air it's in everything and 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 when 5G goes goes you know global it's probably going to take out a whole bunch more people, and because of the, is it the aluminum that, that's in our systems because of, of the air we breathe? And we've been so toxified by the chemtrails, tainted in the food, uh, different ways that through um, feminine hygienic products are uh-huh. spiked with nanobots and other heavy metals. It's in the pharmaceuticals. They're getting us so many different ways. It's called the slow kill agenda. And you're right. It says right there in stone, maintain the world population at 500 million. Well, now we're going close to 8 billion. So I guess that is about 90% reduction. They were pretty clear in their intentions. It's written in stone even. For those who want to know, check out the Georgia Stones. I think I think people have to watch the birth rate. It's going to plummet. Yeah. And well, that's the idea. Um, yeah. Well, I'd rather it plummeted that way rather than killing me. But um, it, you know, it's it's just you sit back and you take a look at all of this and you think, okay, so what can I do? 
and you give very good examples of what people can do so that you know you don't have to go out and fight a battle or or lead a lead a parade it's 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 work on yourself it's 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 getting your own energy going it's it's getting into that level of of consciousness that 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 actually repels a lot of things i think one of the things that you talked about was the schumann schumann energy i i have um my friend Jeannie and I both have uh, magnetic bracelets that have also the Schumann energy infused into it. So oh, that, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> I think they, they it has, I forget how many magnets, but they're all 4,000 gauss. So, and it's two magnets to a link, and then it has the Schumann energy in it as well. So, um, you know, it's something that that I have always found was useful and and helped things like arthritis and things like that. So that you know the bracelets are are amazing, and so that you know there are lots of ways that you can fight what has been put into you in spite of all of the you know all of the things that you try to to do to stay clear and clean, and and consciously working on a more positive look at everything. I mean, it, it sounds dire. I mean, the picture that you paint is dire, and yet um, we still have the power to confront it and to fight it in a very personal, one-on-one manner, and, and you, 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 you lay it out for everybody so that it, it makes it a... It, it, well, it's, it's a, a scary book in some ways, but in another way it's a very positive book because you give people... You know, if you tell people how miserable everything is and how serious it is and how scary it is, and you and and you let it go at that, then then that's not the purpose of the book. But the purpose of the book is to give people um, ideas and ways in which they can confront and fight this battle on a very personal level. And I think that's what makes your book very special. Thank you. That's a very good summation. And. I'm a very positive person, and I do believe we're going to pull this off. I think we're all here for a reason, too, that we've incarnated at this particular time. And our soul map is across the universe, literally. Uh There are so many different incarnated souls. And I, I didn't believe in reincarnation growing up. I should let your audience know I had two parents who dropped out of Lutheran and Catholic Church and they didn't take us there, and they didn't tell us anything. I, I grew up with a blank chalkboard completely in my life. And I first started having past life recalls when I backpacked around Europe at 22, my first self-financed trip overseas. And I started knowing my way around a location like Pompeii. I was with this Australian guy, and I said, oh, let's go to the Coliseum. I know where it's at. It's up the street, and we turn, and it'll be right there. And you couldn't see it from where we are So things like that, it would, it would make my uh, hair stand up on my arm. I was like, whoa, I'm having a response to this and just remembering. <laughs> and then going further back and understanding that it has been many lifetimes on this planet during even periods that are in our long-distance past when this was a high-tech colony on a very wild and woolly wild planet when dinosaurs still roamed, but their high-tech antediluvian civilizations such as Atlantis and Lemuria and Mm -hmm. how those 
devolved, and then we went into this long cycle of darkness, gauges in Europe, the Kali Yuga, when a lot of us got stuck here. This is why I think this is prison planet on a spiritual level and a karmic level. And I've been in many wars, and I've killed many people, and I've not in this lifetime, and I never will, because this is my departure statement for leaving <laughs> Earth if I choose. Uh, and I've met people who it's just like instant friction, and and I'll I'll realize it and think, oh, I think I probably did something to that person 850 <laughs> years ago, cut their head off or something, and they still hate me for it. So the only thing I can do is just ask for forgiveness, not necessarily uh-huh. to their face with words, but in my mind, and just say, we all did a lot of really stupid things. And Uh I think when you do your life review, when you die and you've done uh, painful things to others, that just means you're going to have to come back here and experience that pain yourself. So as soon as you can break the cycle, that's your ticket out of a prison planet. That's my. I think one of the the interesting things that you said was that there's been a, um, and, and it's something that I've sort of said, I have said frequently that I felt that this planet was uh, under the planet was under quarantine because we were too um barbaric to really flow into whatever the the um space program is out there and you you said at one time that there was a shield that was put around the earth so that um aliens couldn't get in or out yeah um, the planet is that. under quarantine. Well, so I knew that. to uh, bring your listeners up to speed a little bit with the secret space program. So in future esoteric, okay. I lay out some chapters how we have been backward engineering technology. Nazis were the first to really get good at it. And they got some very uh, intact craft, not only in their own black forest in the early 1930s, but Mussolini in fascist Italy had a nearly intact UFO crash in the Lombardy region, which he turned over to Nazi scientists. So that combined with what they had been accumulating through their psychic mediums in the Vril Society and understanding Vrilya, this exotic energy, they called it techno-magic. It's a way of Mm -hmm. tapping into source and using free energy supplies from very exotic ways. They were doing this a hundred years ago, Barbara, and uh-huh. the women in the Vril Society, uh, Maria Orsic was one, and they grow their hair very long, and they were channeling from the Aldebaran star system, fully intact blueprint that they could draw out and explain to people who could help understand the whole uh, outline for free energy, zero point uh, energy, and and craft. So then that that was upsurped by the Thule Society, in which Himmler and Hess and Hitler himself were early members. So they were fully involved with the occult in Germany after World War One and then leading up to World War II. And, of course, they went to the dark side with it. 
they could have been a great nation. And I spent uh-huh. lifetimes there too. And I, and I wish they had, but it's not the way it goes. You see, we are on this planet, a very stark contrast in your face duality. And in some ways, Earth is destined to be that slap-in-your-face, dark-side repository of very evil souls who have incarnated here. It is a prison planet in that way, too. Uh, that's why we have so many sociopaths and psychopaths, um, and they keep re, re, uh, being reborn. They have to because they'll never get over that karma unless they make the complete 180 and completely embrace love and find out the things they've done wrong and make amends for it. But they, again, are addicted to control. And that's why so many sociopaths migrate to Wall Street and places where you can control money and control people. And our system, unfortunately, has allowed them to do that. Now we got to get them out of there. But uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, so it, it's, it's really a soul pact. And I do believe that when we pass, we are looking at ourselves and our lives in life review. Nobody's judging us, nobody at all, except ourselves. And once uh-huh. people start to understand this, that you will be your own worst enemy and your own judge, and you will know that you can't do that. You can't kill someone and not experience that pain. So then you're going to come back and get killed in the same way, in a horrific way if it comes to that. And, and perhaps that's why people are on a soul journey and accepting their fate when it comes to a short life or a real tragic death. Um, I have a a really good friend who's a nurse at Stanford Medical, and she works with uh, newborns. And how heartbreaking is it that sometimes a, a newborn baby passes within a few days? And she's very psychically attuned and says sometimes she communicates, and they have to go through that. There is that process with certain individuals um, that need to die upon birth. Maybe it has something to do with that parent doing the same thing to them and vice versa. So everything does have a reason on a karmic level. We have the ability to control our own destiny in this way. Uh And that's what I've been saying on interviews lately, Barbara, that once people understand this at a soul level, individually they'll never do harm or wrong or evil whatever again because they know they're doing it to themselves in future lives so that brings out the best of people this is what i think is the real philosopher's stone is each one of us waking up to our divine power and abilities to affect our own outcome as well as create and envision what we want to do with our lives and it's a wonderful power to harness but you have to be of this more higher love vibrational gratitude believing in peace looking for solutions in service to all and then Uh these wonderful things start to happen right back to you and then you're creating a cycle that perpetuates good and creativity and co- production and so many things that really manifest in this hard third dimensional world we live in we have the ability to do this to create and be inventive and see things through like a book in a physical way sure a spirit can't do that archons can't do that 
but they're very uh, jealous that we can. So what, this is part of humans harnessing their own power and understanding the divine nature. And I just love the bumper sticker. You're not a human having a spiritual experience. You're a spirit having a human experience here on right. prison planet. Well, so you better understand the situation you're in and start to resolve because you can do great things or you can do great harm. But I'm saying that harm always comes back and you will have to experience it yourself. So stop doing Oh, absolutely. Change your ways. And, yeah. you know, I, I often compare um, the avatar wherein our spirit rides, our physical body, to, to, a, to a luxury car with all the bells and whistles. And the only problem is we don't have the owner's manual to know what all the buttons are, where all the buttons are, and where all of the, the magic happens inside. And this lifetime journey is, is sort of, a, a, in part, trying to understand the power that we have and, and then give, not only give us access to it, but the wisdom to use it appropriately. Mm, well stated. Absolutely. It, it just, it, it, it's sort of like we, it's, we've said we only use 6 to 10% of our brain, but that's not true, especially when we're asleep. We're utilizing so much more of it. And, and being, able to bring our, you know, being able to bring our brain into that, that alpha state, the theta state, the, the, you know, that state where there is that, that flow of energy from the higher consciousness or whatever you want to call it that has linked to the infinite. Um, once you have that, that, that flow of energy, then you can start working with, you know, the, the, the magic that we have inside of us. And I call it magic because yeah, it's like magic. Um, but it's something that we, is very natural to us that we haven't utilized for generations or, or, you know, eons, because I think at one time we did. At one time we we were able to be telepathic. We were able to talk to animals. Yep. We were able to do so much more. And and it's sort of like, you know, it, it, it's like going from, I don't know, a stick shift to a hybrid car. And, and you know, bad analogy maybe, but, but you don't have to work hard at it once you flow into the energy. You know, yes. it's just yours. These are all subjects I cover in all three of the esoteric books that we uh-huh. can stand in our power and use it wisely. Unfortunately, we are encouraged to give our power away. And by power, I also mean free will. And that's yeah. really the line in the sand right now with taking the jab. You're giving up your free will if you decide to do it. You're exerting your power and your free will and believing in your immune system and knowing the fact that there's this ginormous survival rate, 99.7 chance and no need to do it, as well as perfectly fine generic alternatives for this type of CV infection. Uh It's not that bad. Uh, It was totally overhanded the way that the lockdown came and and so many restrictions upon us over something that was uh, another strain of influenza. By the way, you know the Spanish flu, that came out of everybody that got the jab during World War I. 
So our Doughboys, it was developed in Kansas, and they were all – this is the early years of, of vaccination, and I have a chapter uh, called the Bioterrain at the end of Beyond Esoteric. Uh, uh-huh. And I've spoken to and interviewed Robert O. Young, who is a big proponent of building up our immune system. This is all we need. We don't need to introduce all these uh, alternative and giving ourselves a dose of the very thing that our immune system is supposed to respond to. Don't do that. And it includes aluminum and all these other adjuvants. Forget it. We don't need it. Never needed it. What we need is vitamin D from the sunshine, exercise, Mm -hmm. a good diet, and a healthy mind. Guess what? Nothing gets through then. If you keep your emotional level up and you ride this storm that's coming, and we're in the middle of it too, uh-huh. and, and don't accept and don't give up your power, don't give up your free will, stand in your power, be a sovereign human being, and use your God-given abilities of discernment and understanding right from wrong. Because it is a line in the sand. And I do believe we have crossed the Rubicon to the point of no return with these Franken-Japs. It's out there now in millions, tens of millions of people now. Uh-huh. And we don't know what the outcome's going to be. It's completely experimental as it's said on every one of the packages. Uh, so really, um, not to frighten anybody who's gotten it, but I, I've been saying I for one, won't date a woman ever again who has been. As you mentioned, they probably aren't going to be able to have kids. Not that I really want to do that. I'm probably too old for that as well. <laughs> but I'm, I, 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 I'll put this out there too. This is the first. Maybe we need a dating site for those who are and those who aren't. <laughs> and I go to, I have my friends here where I live, and, and I go to dinner parties, and we expressly say only if you're not by the host, uh-huh. and then others that are mixed, and I don't want to ever, not that I'm a smoker, but I would never share a joint or a cigarette now with someone who has been, or a cup, or even a fork or knife I'm a little suspicious for, that we have to really kind of protect ourselves from those who get it. This is how everything gets inverted. Once again, Barbara, every good thing becomes then one of their tools for control and manipulation. And there is very much a depopulation, an anti-human depopulation that is underway right now. And those who are not paying attention, those who believe everything off the lying corporate propaganda, mockingbird media television, and those news sources are doing themselves an enormous disservice by believing what they're telling you. And your life could be dependent on unplugging that thing and getting your information from good, reliable sources. The alternative media is all we got now. The whole mainstream has been so bought out and corrupted, Barbara, I can't watch it. I'm forced to, like in an airport or a doctor's office, my jaw just Uh drops. I can't believe the amount of disinformation that is coming through that thing. Yeah, and it's frightening because they don't even know what they're talking about. And I think that that's that's what's so scary. Um, they they are so they they contradict themselves over and over and over and over again. And 
Right. It just it, it blows your mind. And I think I, I do want to touch on, on the fact that um, I want to get into some of the secret space program stuff because uh, I don't think people are aware, first of all, that there is a secret space program, and second of all, that there are already um, uh, bases on the moon and on Mars. And that's where, if everything hits the fan and the planet does go belly up and has been terraformed, we won't be able to breathe the atmosphere, so the 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 powers that be, whomever they are, are planning on going off-world, and that they figure they'll be safe there. And um, let's talk about the secret space program a bit here, because it's been it's been out there for decades, and most sure. people don't know about it. And, and they well should. Quite literally, Barbara, I was thinking about this today on my jog and do some reading and thinking, listening to uh, a David Adair video on Project Camelot with Carrie Cassidy. Unbelievably important information that we need to understand. But I was thinking that our Star Trek future has been robbed from us right right below our feet, just, just taken right away from us. They are literally uh-huh. now in that USS Enterprise phase of technological development when it comes to traveling off planet and colonizing within our solar system. And we're being denied knowledge of that. All the while, they're getting bigger, stronger, and collecting more toys. So the origins of the secret space program really began with the backward engineering of not only Nazi technology that came out of the Third Reich and their Skoda works, which is in what is known today as Czech Republic, right on the border of Germany, And when the Soviets were the first ones in there, uh, they found nothing except for a few scientists that didn't want to go with bullets in their heads. But they cleared that place out and got them on their U-boats, which were as big as uh, containers, and whisked them off to South America and Antarctica. And there they kept the good stuff for themselves. They sent Werner von Braun and Hermann Oberich here, with their V1 and V2 rockets so that we would think we had a space program when we were shooting these uh, Roman candle rocket off up to uh, orbit and then to the moon. But the really exotic energy anti-gravity technology originally went to the Nazis. And then when they went to the dark side, they were allied with some of the reptilian and dark forces, as it's known. My work with uh, Dr. Michael Sala and his books uh, quite explain this connection between the Fourth Reich Nazis, the malevolent service to self ETs, mainly the Draco reptilian group, Mm -hmm. and their sharing of technology with them. And that is what confronted Bird off of New Schwabenland in uh, the Battle of High Jump where craft came up out of the ocean. I think the jury is still out if it is purely Nazi backward engineered craft that could do that in 1946. If it was reptilians that they were allied with that said, here, we'll just do you a solid and get rid of these guys. And they sliced one of the ships in half with a directed energy weapon. 
and that's when they hightailed it back. Or if it was a combination of both, the Nazis were already working with reptilians at the time. I remember when I was reading a bunch of accounts of people being abducted, one commonality, and it took me a long time to understand why this was so, but one commonality of a lot of U.S. abducted people in the 1980s, 1990s, would say that they would see a Nazi officer in his SS uniform, which is very occult, the SS uh, lightning bolts and the Oakleys uh-huh. they wear, uh, very occult origin. But Nazis supervising human abductions and just sitting there in the corner with their little monocles, these little evil guys wearing their Third Reich uh, regalia, now the Fourth Reich, uh, but very clearly stating that we saw Swastikam, we saw that they were of Germanic origin, uh, and now I can understand that the Germans were dabbling with time travel as well, and I reproduce an image of the bell in Beyond Esoteric, Uh that they were already working with not only space travel and anti-gravity using free energy device, but also with the bell, which was Diglock, the specific purpose as a time machine. So they would be able to come up and back along the timeline uh, and, and be able to supervise abductions and were part of it fully integrated into what became Nachtwaffen. Nachtwaffen, the German secret space program, which in my capacity as a public speaker going to conferences in support of my books, I speak to a lot of super soldiers and those who have done the 20 and back in our country, as well as Penny Bradley, who is part of the Nachtwaffen and has near-perfect recall on her time in the German secret space program. We've now come to learn that there are about a half a dozen different secret space programs, some now controlled by the White Hats, and those are the ones who are going up against um, the corporate-held secret space program. They, of course, with all the money and a collection of toys, they're in on it too, in trade, and part of that trade is very dark, including humans going off planet and never to be seen from again, uh, as well as the regular trade of commodities off of Earth for more technology that they so craven and desire. So there, in my understanding, there are uh, uh, about five or six different secret space programs operating out of Earth. But the thing is, we are now a quarantined planet, meaning there was so much of uh, comings and goings that were negatively affecting this planet, including the Dracos, are now being – so a very important milestone happened on 9-11-2001. We, of course, all know the Twin Towers and the Pentagon and the fake plane crash in Pennsylvania, big-time false flag. I think everybody understands that now. But uh-huh. one of the big – things that happen on a cosmic level is that set the timeline to for total fascist takeover of this planet in the future we would become like the movie avatar portrays us just these corporate pirate raiders that would just go and exploit any planet in the universe and we become a big problem 
in a few hundred years from now. So after 9-11, some of the benevolent ETs working on our behalf and wanting to see us ascend, those that are service to others, basically appealed to the Federation Council and said, Earth needs help. They don't have a fair fight with these fourth-dimensional, archonic-controlled reptilians living in their planet, the inner terrestrials. Now, how we are always programmed to think, look to the sky, extraterrestrial, they're coming off planet and otherworldly, as they said on 60 Minutes last night. What about right below our feet? What about all the legacy underground bases that have been here for millennia that uh-huh. have been occupied by not only the Draco reptilian, who are like a locust species that do not want to ascend. They do not want to go to fifth dimension love uh, dimension at all. They want to stay stuck in fourth and be the controlling parasite. And their minions are the gray aliens. Nearly all gray alien species are test tube. They're all created in laboratories. And they are here to extract our DNA and get what they can from the human race. We are a repository of so much genetic information. This is a gem of a planet. And it's mostly a water planet. Uh, it's only 29% covered with landmass. We're truly an ocean planet. And a lot of that genetic information comes from the ocean as well. Some ET species, they come here, they don't want to have anything to do with us or the military or exopolitical. They're just here to, to sample a, a beetle out of the rainforest of the Amazon. That's all they want. They're, that's what they're coming to get, and they're gone. Uh, others are more proactive into our evolution, but they're doing it in a prime directive kind of way. So I say we're having our Star Trek future hijacked from us, and one of those laws of the universe is this prime directive. So in the confines of those laws, it, these reptilians who were born here through natural birth, they still raise their children and have natural birth between a male and a female. So they can say to this galactic council, look, hey, we're as much earthlings as the humans on the surface are. So what if we live underground? So what if we uh, manipulate them or use them as a food source? And I have a uh, chapter in Beyond Esoteric called Being Aware of Predatory Species, another thing uh-huh. people need to be aware of. And these reptilians have done so much damage and have such greater control of us by being able to use fourth dimensional abilities. And this is how they get the cutouts, the uh, human elite to do their bidding. They get, give them everything. They give them uh, the fame, the fortune, the control over corporations. They are the human cutouts. And now I finally understand what making a deal with the devil really means. Didn't understand that as a kid, not growing up Christian. Now I fully understand it. And again, these people are doing it to themselves. They will have their own karma that they'll have to reconcile with one day, as well as the reptilians. They too have very heavy karma, but they have decided collectively they don't want to embrace the higher love vibration of 5D and above. So they stay stuck and they stay in this attack formation mode. And one great thing about going to these conferences is I get to speak to some of the smartest People who write books on this. Uh, Len Caston is a friend of mine, and he's done Alien Agenda 
of course, Dr. Uh-huh. Michael Sala ties in the Antarctica reptilian ETs and that whole connection and how we have been under their influence. So after 9-11-2001, we were destined to be on this complete neo-fascist lockdown of this planet, and we're going there. But this is where it gets really interesting and how timelines can be changed and manipulated. So both futures are already known. We've already done them all. We've already played them out. I think we're playing out the timeline for the golden age in this scenario now here on Earth as we're seeing these systems being exposed and starting to collapse. The ones that were going to be part of this neo-fascist planet lockdown. Whereas now, uh, with the aid of the Galactic Federation that won by a very narrow vote, most uh, benevolent service to all ETs just didn't want to have a hand in it. But the Octurian, Pleiadian, Syrian, some of these that have connections with us, soul connections, have reincarnated down here and have even offered to be part of the Great Awakening and being reincarnated at this time this is what a lot of the indigo children are, reincarnated souls to bring up the whole level. And so ever since 2001 that it was voted on, one by one, they're just snatching reptilian, Draco, ET, as well as Grays. They are in service to self, and they have an agenda, and they're doing harm to the human race and not letting us evolve as we're meant to do. It is our destiny as the surface humans to control the, the, the planet. But we're being manipulated so hard that they had to be extracted. So when they're being pulled out, either they're coming and going in the planet. The Armada ships have not been allowed to come. And one by one, they're getting plucked out of their bases, not being judged, not being executed, but putting in a far, far away planet in another universe and not being able to interfere anymore with Earth. So this is the greatest show in the universe right now to see what happens with the surface humans on the planet when we, for the very first time, are not having this very overt external control from this reptilian force. And now it's up to us. Now it's the human's choice. What choice are we going to make? Are we going to embrace uh, each other and not allow one in five to be starving to death tonight anymore? Are we going to clean up this planet and get rid of all the plastic and the gyres and the oceans and restore the rainforest and bring back animal species with free energy? We could have desalinization plants. We can make the deserts gardens again. This is all within the realm of possibilities. Are humans going to choose that? Or are we just going to continue to degrade Uh, believe in our inflated ego that we can't get enough and we just want all these toys and that's the meaning of life before we die and uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll has been uh, pushed down our throat. And by the way, I love rock and roll. I'm not no slight against (laughs) that, but just sort of this, uh, this, this whole mentality that it's just all about you and all you can do is uh, appease your sexual appetite, just eat great meals and don't care about your fellow human beings and, say snarky remarks to homeless people like go get a job instead of giving them a dollar. And that's what I do because I love humanity Uh and I want to see us ascend. And any opportunity I'm given, if it's a person who I feel like they really need help, I give them help. 
there was this woman when I was driving out to Arizona last time. I just want people to know that I talk to talk and I walk to walk. And she wasn't attractive, so a lot of people were walking by her, but I could feel her sorrow. And she said, couldn't you help me? So just on the way to the bathroom, oh, yeah, here, here's a couple bucks. And the way back, uh-huh. I'm kind of fiddling around doing some things, and it's real hot out there. And I go, you got enough water? Oh, I do need some water. I need a good water bottle. Well, here you go. There you go. <laughs> I happen to have something like that to give and then something that she could put in her pipe and smoke it, and she was very grateful to that. And I helped her out one or two other ways. I think I did five really nice things for her within a couple minutes. And as I was pulling out, she started to cry. And I said, well, what's wrong? And she said, nobody cares. Nobody wants to help me. But you did. And I just want to be thankful for that. And and I drove on. I, I was on my way. But I was so glad I did that. And she was someone who was very well-deserved. And she said, it made, it made my day. You, you, you did something for me that I've been here for three days. I don't even have enough money to get a tank of gas to uh, – to go down to the next town needles and uh, fill up and stuff. So I helped her out that way too. And that's what we need well, to those, do. We need yeah. to look after each those other. Ra- those random acts of kindness are just magical. And they they don't really cost us anything. And that kind no. of kindness, it, it's paying it forward. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about as well, I have, and this is just my own um, belief system working here. When um, National Geographic and Ancestry.com started to do the the DNA stuff, and people were supplying their DNA, it it felt to me, and 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 again when when they were doing the testing for the COVID, they were doing a cheek swipe or a nose swipe, which again is collecting your DNA. I had the feeling they were looking for a certain blood type and yeah, that they were R-A-C-A-D-A. creating. Yeah, okay. Want to explain no. why? Well, did, did you read that part in, in the book? Of course. Perhaps you can give an overview and I'll fill in. Well, RH negative, they don't know where it came from. So they they are assuming that this is a this is a – um, either a hybrid or or an alien type of of some sort, and my feeling was that they were they were looking for um, they were looking for some of those that could survive while the others don't. So that so that the the Rh negative um, is, is a very special group, but it, it is a bloodline that um, is of value. And and it it feels like it's also the bloodline of some of the the, the royalty bloodlines that have come down through time. Yep, you are correct on all counts. They are the uh, blue bloods. They are the bloodline families. They are the royalty. They are the divine right to rule. They are probably even the elongated skulls. They cannot be cloned. They're the most frequently abducted by ET, by far, of all the different blood types. They even have different characteristics. 
such as occasionally an extra rib or possibly even a vertebrae. And I happen to be from an RH negative family, Barbara, so it's near and dear and true to my heart to know about this. Um, uh-huh. Most uh, RH negative people come from the arc of Northern Europe, from Scandinavia through Germany, France, uh, high percentage in the British Isles, high percentage even more in the Basque region and the Pyrenees Mountains between Spain and France as well as down to the Atlas Mountains in Morocco with the Berber people. And there you find multicolored eyes, multicolored hair, sometimes fair skin, and RH negative blood. Now, what does that mean? Well, RH stands for rhesus monkey. And so 85% of all humans on the planet have a marker in their blood and by extension, their DNA, and have some primitive uh, blood from the great apes all the way down Uh to us. So part of evolution is absolutely correct, but it doesn't account for the 15% that have RH negative, meaning free of this monkey marker. So what's so interesting about this, Barbara, and this is what really set me off on uh, really on some of the esoteric subjects, saying that this is in my own family. I had an uncle Douglas who died at five days old. He was what was known as a blue baby about uh, 55, 60 years ago. My dad even named him Uncle Douglas. My dad is RH negative. My grandma was RH negative, but she married an RH positive man. And when she was having birth with Uncle Douglas, who was RH positive from the dad's side, my grandma's blood contaminated him and killed him. A mother's own blood kills her own offspring. This happens in no other animal species on earth except humans, suggesting that we are really two races of people uh, coexisting and not always so harmoniously if a mother can kill its own offspring. And then when you throw in all these other weird things about RH negative people, they're usually more psychic. They're uh, more keen eyesight and hearing. Um, As I mentioned, they're the primary choice of abductions for some reason that has to do with this RH negative blood. And they are, in many cases, more aware or in this, uh, they can be of these bloodline families too, in which the secrets are kept within the community. Just like George Carlin said, it's a big club and you're not in it. And I'm not in it. And I'm of an RH negative bloodline. And of course you can't just marry in if you're not RH negative blood either. They take this very seriously. They don't care if you know about it or you care about it at all, but they do just as they do with a lot of their other occult-like ceremonial activities. When it gets into the the real control grid, when it goes up there, then it gets into blood offerings and sacrifice. Two has been going on. And I have to think that it's been initiated by those reptilian ETs that have a taste for human blood, that the whole Uh Mayans pulling the heart out on the top of the pyramid – uh, and making all these sacrifices that they're 
some hungry reptilians in the uh, building there at the top of the uh, pyramid that were having their uh, their feast ceremony during these uh, ceremonies. And I have that in the Being Aware of Predatory Species chapter, a picture of one of the Aztec rituals of pulling the heart out from a victim. Uh-huh. And the, they are different. They think of themselves as different. They even have a difficult time uh, matching with us because of this blood contamination issue. So another secret that a lot of people don't realize and never even heard of, but I can assure you it's very real and they take it very seriously. Well, and they they intermarry with each other so that that they can have children. Yeah. And it, it just, to me, it you know with all of the this DNA stuff, it just it felt like there, there's something else going on here. They're they're looking for um, a group, or they're looking for certain people with certain DNA characteristics, and and here we go volunteering or paying to you know have them look at our DNA and and, and connect us with ancestors if it makes us happy. But but for some reason, I think. All of the DNA has gone into another bank that is going to be used for something else later on down the road. Well, that that is a good presumption, and you're probably right that we are moving in that direction towards uh, us as the nems as far as what's your blood type and who uh, – well, for example, my dad is O negative. So he is the universal blood type. He can give blood to every other single blood type in the world. But if you give him anything but O negative, it'll kill him. Wow. So isn't that weird? Yeah. Again. Universal blood you know, type. There's, there's, there's something. You know, you get to the point where you become suspicious of everything. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I think it's probably good because it makes you investigate and a little leery about stuff. And, you know, it's sort of like, you know, they tell you never to give out your Social Security number. Well, um, I, I'm beginning to think that giving out any information on yourself puts you into a data bank that someday could, could you know, shuffle you off somewhere to a prison planet or, you know, probably yeah, in, in, in my case. <laughs> well, yeah. A worser one. No, a worser mean, one. Yeah, yeah. A worse one, yes. Yeah. I think Mars. one of, Well, well you know, if that's Mars where all the if Mars is where all the elite are going, then yes. it, it it seems to me that, that um now I know the Bush family bought a huge estate down in South America over one of the largest water supplies that, that's, you know, in South America. And it's right near an army yeah, base, Paraguay. too. Yep. In so, Paraguay. Yeah. So that there's there's a lot of manipulation going on, in, you know, right in front of our very eyes. And nobody's you know, nobody's thinking it's strange. And, and yet, well, nobody's really known you know, about it either. Is part of it. Part of the way that this controlling elite has been so successful for so long is they really prefer to be completely anonymous and hidden as best they can. 
some of them have to rise to the surface and be public figures like the Bush family, but uh, their lineage is up to no good. <laughs> no. <laughs> we got their number. Um, I think, speaking of lineage, um, you you made a statement that I found um, fascinating about um, somebody who's politically very up there and and relating it to the boys from Brazil and the DNA of Hitler. Um, do, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I sure do. Tell tell well, people about that. Girls, it could be the girls of Brazil. That like, okay. uh, Angela Merkel, who's still somehow hanging in there as Chancellor of Germany, Theresa May, she was deposed as the UK uh, Prime Minister. Uh, they're sisters, and they were the not the boys from Brazil, the girls from Brazil, not necessarily from Brazil, but of the Hitler lineage. The DNA was sliced. Look, this is technology that is now decades old. This should come as no surprise to talk about cloning humans or using Mm -hmm. DNA to create offspring with that particular DNA. Look, we had uh, Dolly the Sheep was cloned uh, about 30 years ago. That was the above ground that they were telling us. It's very advanced now, and they've had this ability and desire to do test tube uh, babies who then are given to a family and it makes them think that they were growing up just as they could be normally with regular parents, but have been put in positions and groomed later in life and told their position and who they really are. And then they become the cutouts, those above ground types who then do the bidding for these uh, these more invisible masters or secret cheats as the human elite have often called the uh, top generals, the, the Draco reptilians that are really calling a shot fourth dimensionally. And it's interesting, I've seen ghost pictures in um, Washington, D.C., and sometimes uh, Vatican or city of London, these Empire Three Cities, and there will be these Draco-like shadow creatures, ghosts, if you will, or not quite fully phased in. There are pictures of them and even videos of them coming in and out of houses. And so there are ceremonies where they can evoke these demonic elements into our third dimensional reality. I've had the great uh, experience of editing and working with uh, authors such as Leo Zagami, who comes out of these bloodline families and who has been to many of these rituals. And in his book, which I published through CCC Publishing, my book publishing company, The Invisible Master, in which he describes in no uncertain terms with very good documentation, citation, and attention to detail, exactly how this malevolent service to self ET master has controlled the human cutouts throughout the centuries. And one of those ways is to shadow them. And so once somebody goes through an initiation ceremony brought into the fold, 
they're told you're destined for greatness and here's how we're going to help you. And one of the ways they help them is one of these um, archonic entities, maybe even a Draco itself, but uh, certainly a fourth dimensional. And of course, this is the realm of ghosts and spirits. When we ascend as humans and we embrace the love consciousness, we will jump to 4D right into 5D because this is where they all get stuck. But they have this huge advantage over us because we don't even know it, it's there. We don't even know it exists, let alone that they're <laughs> using it to their advantage. And one of those ways is they will shadow these elite and make the deals happen for them, make things happen where they want them to go. So they have this fourth-dimensional backup even, Barbara, and that's why those reptilians have to be plucked off the planet. And my understanding, they're more than halfway there. Uh, there weren't that many of them, just a few thousand, and there may only be about 1,500 or 1,000 to go. And that's why we're already seeing these big changes starting to happen, the cracks starting to form in these age-old institutions, which we're uh-huh. going to see some of them crumbling to the ground in the most dramatic fashion. That's why I do believe what we're seeing with uh, Francis is the last pope. And there was a prophecy that goes all the way back to the Middle Ages with uh, this uh, saint, Malachi, who predicted every single pope and even gave an outline of what they were doing all the way up to this present day. I wrote the foreword to Leo Lyonzagami's book called The Last Pope by CCC Publishing, and I was just fascinated with the subject. And how how did this uh, person know this? And then coming to this day and sizing up with all the trials and tribulations that we're seeing happening right now, as well as the eventual complete collapse of this very wealthy and very old institution. And believe me, it's not just when the Council of Nicaea and Constantine converted over to Christianity. This is a control mechanism that has been around for thousands of years, all the way back to Babylon. And they were the ones uh-huh. who developed the first fiat currency. It's even called Babylon Money Magic, the making us believe in a fiat currency. Because what is paper money anymore? And here we go, (laughs) circle right back to where we started. It is just paper. It's all in our belief that it has value. Otherwise, what good is it? Toilet paper, uh, lighter kindling, if you've got to start a fire, $100 bill, $1 bill, it's all the same. It's just paper. It's not even based on gold or silver anymore. So the way they tricked us to make us believe that this has value is one of the greatest tricks the devil ever played was to make us believe he did not exist. Don't look Uh at the man behind the curtain, uh, fall for the illusion up in the Wizard of Oz, and that's the way they like to do it. Just keep uh, keeping yourself busy with mindless sports, gambling, celebrity gossip, Think about all that stuff, but don't think about the man behind the curtain. That's verboten. You'll get censored very quickly these days when you start exposing that too much. Well, with your with your three cities that that are supposed to you know come into play with the one world government, I think yeah. one of the things that that is so 
um, was a little confusing to me. The element of religion and, and stuff like that is something they don't want us to have, and yet they have the Vatican who is going to be controlling the spirituality. Right. Well, perfect. They control that, right? So they can set the narrative on how they want us to think. I love this quote from Bill Cooper as he was speaking at the uh, UFO Congress in 1989. There's still an old grainy video of him with really good audio. The video is not too good, but he's just kind of up at a podium speaking. Man, did he drop some zingers, such as when he was going through all the naval intelligence documents. That's where he came out of naval intelligence with a huge data dump. You put the aliens in the middle of this stuff and you get all the answers saying that this is what it all ties into. But there's one quote that will just stick with me forever, and that is when they were going through what the aliens knew and what they'd been doing to humanity, said it was learned that the aliens were and are then now still manipulating humanity through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. Uh Just wrap your head around those five. If you are controlling the controllers of the earth through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion, you got a rap. You got the cutouts doing exactly what you want them to do. And that's how they control us all this time. Yep. Well, I think one of the things that, that, you know, really upset me to a a degree is that when you listed all of the different agencies that had been infiltrated and now were being controlled, I mean, among them were was the Red Cross, and, and of course, I kind of knew that because they helped the Nazis get out of of um, Europe through their rat lines and stuff. But but yep. the 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 the, um, the Templars and the Masons, and I mean, it 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 went through. All of those organizations that I truly thought and believed were were of a more spiritual leaning, and it turns out that that indeed they are spiritual, but not for the same God that I am. <laughs> That's right. Well, it got inverted, as they've done with every great idea, institution, constitution. They'll invert it. They'll take it. Just like the word Illuminati means the enlightened ones. Well, now it got inverted to be the globalist with complete control over all these other institutions. And that's the way they do things. So we never question it. We always think, well, it's it's a religious organization. It's the Shriners. They're doing their clown shows. I used to go as a kid with my grandfather, was a uh, very high-ranking Scottish Rite Mason. At Logan Square Temple in Chicago, in fact, by birthright, I could join, and I would have instant entrance to, well, you have to work up to those levels, but I could get into Uh it if I wanted to put the time in. But I'm not really happy with the bigger picture of what they're behind. Now, I know a lot of Masons, and this isn't enough for people who just want to be part of a fraternal organization and do things together, and it's kind of like a a men's circle, you get together, and that feels good. And I like being around guys, too, sometimes. And um, But it, it's the very upper levels that are the real controllers. And uh, most uh-huh. Masons, just like most Catholics, are really good people. 
and want to see good and, and do things, a charitable work, uh, as do some of the Masons, like the Shriners. It's not a knock on them either. They don't know. They don't know what they don't know. That is kind of the whole summation of these esoteric subjects. We don't know what we don't know because we haven't been told. Just like with our human abilities, I have a chapter in Future Esoteric in the Utopia section called Superhuman Abilities, Developing Our Telepathy Abilities, Astral Traveling, Being Able to Manipulate Matter Through Telekinesis, so many other different mental abilities we could have. Could you imagine how developed we would be if we started learning this at kindergarten? Like oh, the yeah. child in the movie that makes us that was bending the spoon. Can you imagine if at that age we were all doing that, how we would be masters in these bodies now, but yet we're kept ignorant and told the only thing that's really important is just accumulating a whole bunch of stuff. And what did uh, Charlie Sheen, who is he hooking up with? And, oh, poor Lindsay Lohan, slow mental breakdown. That's so important, Barbara. Why aren't we talking about that tonight? Because it doesn't matter. <laughs> It means nothing. No. It's mental popcorn. It's just uh, it, watching uh, TV shows all the time. It's just mentally you're checking out. You're doing the lazy. I don't care. I don't want to know about things. And just keep me entertained long enough so I can put a buzz on and fall asleep. And a lot of people are unfortunately going through life that way. But the yeah, ones that are waking up gives me great hope that we have a chance at this. Well, I think and one of the one of the one of the symptoms of waking up of being into a higher frequency and and speaking of frequency something people might want to look into is solfeggio music because that does take frequencies um and and give you frequencies that will help you to expand and and heal and um do all sorts of stuff. So um a, a good thing to to look into but i i think that that one of the the symptoms of actually getting to that point where you are beginning to tune in and and be connected to um this kind of energy is a, a ringing or a humming in your ears and or your head which you know most people will think you know oh sinus has taken antihistamine or something like that but it is a signal that there there's there's another energy inside of you that you can utilize and Absolutely. Um, i i found i found that you know i've i've had the ringing in in and the buzzing in my head for decades and i've had doctors say well i could get rid of that and this no no i really kind of like it so, no, don't fiddle with my energy, please. This is, <laughs> I like it. It keeps me company. But but it, it does make it easier to get into a flow. It makes it easier to do a lot of things, and it's, it's, you get used to it. It's not annoying. Um, you talk about earthing, too, which is very, very important. And um, yes. so many people don't understand that because of um, – because of our shoes and concrete and everything, we have lost touch and connection with the Earth Mother. And if you go out and walk barefoot in the grass for just a little bit every day, you will re- rebalance yourself with the Earth energy, and, and that makes you healthier. Absolutely. So, I mean, you've got, you've got great, 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and you've got you've got wonderful advice about um, holistic stuff that you can use use and utilize and, and avail yourself of that 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 helps people through you know a lot of different difficulties. I mean, you know, we're not saying that the doctors aren't good, but we are saying that that you know if you go to a homeopathic doctor, the chances of you getting a healthy cure is a lot better than if you go and get a shot of something. Absolutely. It's allopathic medicine, which is based on pharmaceuticals and chemicals, versus homeopathic medicine based on plants and other natural treatments that have been around for thousands of years. Allopathic medicine has only been around about the last 100 years, 120 years, when the Rockefellers needed a byproduct for their petroleum products. So they put it in pills. (laughs) And then you bring in the uh, MK Ultra psychiatrists from Nazi Germany who are doing a number on the German people uh, during the 1930s and during the war years. You know, MK is a German spelling for mind control. Control in German is spelled K-O-N-T-R-O-L-L-E. And those mind control doctors came here and started doing it to us. So that's why you're having this slow infiltration and this dummying down and even the slow kill agenda, which has been creeping up on us for both of our uh-huh. entire lifetimes. And really, you'd have to be pretty old to uh, have any kind of memory outside of what they've been doing to us. And, of course, the advent of television and the frequency that comes out of television, it is one of the best mind control devices that has ever been invented. And, of course, it doesn't have what? to be that way. It was inverted to do that, to put people in hypnotic and suggestive, uh, what is it, data brainwave state where you're yeah. kind of not what? paying attention and yeah. almost what falling is it? asleep is, and very is suggestive. It ten, is it 10 seconds or 45 seconds and they have you in a trance? And, and, you're, oh, and, yeah. and you are open to... Su- suggestion the power of suggestion and it, it is yeah it, it's just it's phenomenal so and don't watch it you know like you and me we don't watch it when you're around it it affects us it's disturbing yeah. to me i can't be around it too much uh it doesn't have to be that way it could have been turned around and been used for good but again it got inverted it's now used by the dark side to mass hypnotize <laughs> the people. Let's call it for what it is. Call a spade it a spade is definitely that. That's what it's being used for. It got hijacked. And the more well, it, you it, 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 yourself down and, and give away your power, this is what we're talking about, uh, giving away uh, your free will of exercising your brain by reading a book to expand learning about things you don't know about, I try to do that every single day because once you do start to know there is so much out there, it is just pulling layers off the onion. You go one level with a couple books or certain subjects you get interested in, it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Absolutely. That could be your challenge. That could be your choice to to want to self-better yourself and get into this stuff. It's this example I use about uh, self-mastery. You can't just put on a karate suit with a black belt and say, hey, everybody, look, I'm a black belt. Check it out. (laughs) That's not the way it works. 
No. To be a black belt, you have to go through years of training and discipline and self-mastery and pain in your workouts earn that black belt. And then once you do, that becomes your power, and it stays with you. You put in the time and the hours and the sweat equity into earning that for yourself. And this is what we can do with these subjects that we speak of tonight, these esoteric subjects that I write about. They can become your own form of self-mastery, but you have to will it to be. And then you do stand in your power, and it becomes your power, and knowledge Uh is power. And these are the people that will be in the cutting edge of the wake-up, the hundredth monkey. We're the ones, the first monkeys that start to get it down here on the planet of the apes. Yeah, we're going to wash our sweet potatoes for sure. Um, <laughs> no, the and I and I think the term too, it, you, you use it or you lose it, and yeah. you have the potential, but you have to put the effort in. It's it's it doesn't come easy. You can't pay money and get it from a certificate. You get it from practice and from utilizing the talents and the gifts that you've got and and manifesting creative things that that then manifest within your life i mean it's 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 a wonderful process it's very exciting and is it work absolutely but it's fun work it really is and and i think there is a a great joy in in exercising the spirit that you carry within you and and finding the magic that that you have great potential for and it's just a matter of of letting go of all of the human training and allow the spirit training to come out. And, yep. and you know, well when, when, when that happens, you know, uh, magic happens. You go from a black and white life to a technicolor life. And is it easy? No. Is it fun? Yeah. <laughs> and it was never meant to be easy. <laughs> no. The good stuff always comes, just like getting that black belt in karate. That doesn't come easy. Nothing's no. going to just be handed to you. If it becomes your power, you have to work for it. You have to really want it and desire it with all of your essence and being to become a master. Mm-hmm. We're all adept oh, yeah. at all this stuff. We're all just little dabbling in a little bit of it here and there. But to be a master, you've got to put in the time. That's why the philosopher kings of ancient Greek, they were in, in a utopian world. Only the person who has a least 50 years training in the public arena if they were a politician only Mm -hmm. after uh, this long period of time or working in civics could they then become a leader so to have the wisdom of age and using it Mm -hmm. with the experiences of life and a lifetime of mastery um, even in the physical sense the best warriors and the training they have to do. Um, I'm, I'm reading Michael Jaco's book, The Intuitive Warrior, and I could very well be the publisher of this book next year. And it's really well written. And what he went through as a, a Navy SEAL, he was largely instrumental for bringing the new training techniques of using martial arts into the Navy SEAL units. And wow. now it's uh, standard practice. Yeah. So, but his whole thing was mastery, that 
this is something you have to train not only your body but your mind and even by extension your spirit and that's why he's a warrior but of the light see there's a big distinction there he's not killed anyone and he can't kill anyone but he you know he was trained that way but uh he's since become more psychic kind of like the men who stare at goats or the third eye spies using uh-huh. to, to to really do it properly, Barbara, you cannot go to the dark side with this. You start to lose your abilities yeah. when you do. To really get well, I think also, really also, you've got to embrace the light. Also, there is a big difference between knowledge and wisdom. Yeah. And, and knowledge is information, but wisdom is making it your own and practicing it. And you know, there's a big difference. Um, I just noticed our time. We're almost out of. Um, we're almost out of it, actually. Um, you are taking part in in a conference that's going on now. You want to talk a, a second or a minute or two about that, and then give your website. Well, I just did my presentation yesterday and the uh, panel, so I'd rather talk about future upcoming conferences. Okay. Uh, the next live one is going to be up at Mount Shasta, the Mount Shasta Summer Conference at the end of August. And if any of your listeners want to come and see me live, and Michael Jaco is going to be there, a lot of other great luminaries, go to the website. Use the promo code BRAD to get a discount. Come and join us. I think they're opening up now in California. No more masks. Maybe we'll get full seating. And it's going to be a really great event at the wonderful shadow of Mount Shasta. And I'll also be at Disclosure by the River in early November in Laughlin, Nevada, uh, as well as Contact in the Desert as an online event. Uh, And dozens of interviews all the time. I'm doing that a lot. And plus, I like to travel and I'm getting out. And uh, check out bradolson.com if you want to know more about what I'm up to and the various projects I work on, including my appearances. Uh, at conferences are on bradolson.com or ccc publishing is where i have my books and other authors that i publish who we've spoken about a few tonight yeah and um i want to thank you again this has been as usual a fascinating show and i've thoroughly enjoyed it and um i've read all three of these books and and i highly recommend them and i have bought this one so that I can give it as gifts. I think it's that special. So uh, I want to thank everybody for being here tonight. Uh, please check us out. It'll be on YouTube. It'll be on Rumble tomorrow. And um, share it with friends because it's it's very important information. And uh, other than that, stay healthy, stay wise, and stay out of trouble. Good night, everybody. <laughs>